Hey, City Rev fam. Welcome back to the City Rev Live podcast. My name is Mandy. With me, I have Pastor Justin. Each week on this podcast, we feature so many conversations on what it means to live like Jesus in a modern culture, how to navigate different relationships, and equip you on how to make a difference in your spheres of influence. Now, if you've clicked on this episode, you probably know that we're in the middle of a leadership series that specifically talks about emotional intelligence and how that can be so effective in your leadership in various, I guess, spheres that you lead in, whether you are in an organization, whether you are leading in your family, whether you're leading in your friend groups, or even in the church. That's right. This is a really good series for us to be tapping into. So Yeah. And so I thought as a kind of a setup to this, to preface, we're going to be talking today about care and leadership, the role of care, what it looks like to care for people. And uh, we are not coming at this as though we are experts on the subject. Uh, we've we've read some books about leadership and listened to podcasts about leadership, maybe like you have. And uh, we're trying to look, look through the scripture and ask the question, how is it that what Jesus has done for us uh, through his life, death, and resurrection, for his promise to be with us in his Holy Spirit, how has the teachings of Jesus, how does that shape our leadership? How does that come to bear on how we live in our spheres of influence? So what we're going to be sharing is not like from the pedestal of leadership wisdom, sage wisdom that we have. It's us trying to take um, what scripture has informed us and taught us about the way that Jesus led and start to think through what that looks like in whatever situation your leadership opportunity looks like. Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking about specifically care and how to care for those people that um, you are leading in whatever way that you're leading. Um, And to prepare for this, it it was funny because a while back ago I had heard a podcast that shared this tidbit on Henry Ford. um, Yes, Henry Ford. Yeah, that I wanted to share today because I thought it was really just prevalent with what we're talking about and caring for our people and how that can be that can set us up for success so i wrote it down here so that i don't butcher it but um in 1903 henry ford founded his company where he his whole big dream was that he wanted to create cars for the common man right right? and so um the way that they kind of ran this assembly was that they would have the car kind of in the middle of um, this space and the people would come and kind of work on whatever part that they needed for the car, right. whether it was the tire, the engine, the hood, whatever, and they would assemble it. But what he would notice that is taking way too much time. So he came up with a genius, very innovative and very genius, right. but he was the first one to kind of come up with a conveyor belt situation. Assembly line. An assembly line. Right. Yeah. And so in this assembly line, the car would kind of be on this conveyor belt and the workers would just be doing their one job. So if it was like screwing in a part. All of the day tire, long. All day long. Thing. And the thing was, it actually ended up being very efficient in right. creating cars but what they found was that these people, as soon as they realized what their position was, almost immediately they didn't want to do that position anymore <laughs> sure. because they were just so sick of it, you know? Um, and so, of course, this is, it, it's kind of like it, it fits into our conversation because they, they had an incredible turnover rate. It was like a 350 some percent, percent turnover rate for their people. Wow. So three to four times a year, they would, they would get an entirely new staff. Because to do that same job. To do the same again. job over and over again. Yeah. Eventually, I mean, the story ends. Eventually, they kind of threw a little bit of money at it. And people, what do you know, stayed. Stuck. 
they kind of yeah they stayed for that um but i just thought that was kind of interesting the key point to that is that caring for people is kind of like a two-way thing you you're caring for people because you're reflecting the way that god cares for us and then it adds value to your organization or wherever you know your sphere of influence is yeah that's so good because i think um it's important for those who are listening watching to understand we're, we understand like the, the world of organizational leadership, business practice. There's a, a mission you're working towards. Your company has a product you're selling or a service you're providing. And that's important. Uh, you know, making cars, for example, is important. However, how you treat the people that are part of the organization, it's not just honoring to God to treat people well. It is honoring to God, but it is also good organizational leadership. It's good mm-hmm. to the values of the company and yeah. Uh, so yeah i think that's a, a important note to make it does both it honors the lord and it's good business yeah that's good so we're going to be talking about specifically we're going to be talking about leadership and then we're going to be talking about what does care look in leadership so yeah. before we do that let's just kind of get clear yeah let's define our terms a little bit what do we mean about leadership yes. and then also what do we mean when we say care yeah so leadership just so that um it's clear what we're describing here is that leadership is influence which means that you don't have to have a position to be a leader. Uh, You don't need a title or a corner office to be a leader. Leadership is influence. And so whether you're in an entry-level position, whether you're a parent in a home, whether you are a person in a classroom, you have opportunities to influence all throughout the day. And so leadership is simply influencing people towards a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And so with that definition of leadership in mind, whether you're an executive leader, whether you're uh, an employee in a very large organization, small business, entrepreneur, wherever you're at, um, then this content applies across the board. And what we, what we mean by care, care is a very general term. But what we're talking about care, I love the way, Mandy, you, you describe what we're trying to get at, is essentially setting up a culture that treats people and values people as holistic persons and treats them more than just like a machine that, or a number that's a part of a spreadsheet that's doing a task, but treating people like they're people. Mm-hmm. And as leaders, we care for people's productivity. We want our team members to be efficient. We want them to give their best. Um, their performance matters. At the same time, though, we recognize that people aren't machines that you can just kind of recalibrate if they're not being inefficient. Uh, we recognize that human beings are complex and have emotions and personal lives and have insecurities and fears and all of those things come to bear on how they come to their particular job at work or um, the way that they set the environment in the classroom. And so a leader who cares um, and who exercises care approaches people with that holistic mentality in mind. They're they're more yeah. than just someone who does a task. They have a story just like I have a story. Yeah. And so I approach them and treat them like they do. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, we're going to get into a bit about just where we're pulling that from biblically. Yeah. But when we think about a, a leader who was leading people with care, I mean, obviously, we're going to be thinking about Jesus. Yeah, that's right. He was so, so good at that. So when um, when it comes to, I guess, the spiritual aspect of care, implementing care and leadership, where would we be pulling that from biblically? Yes. So care and leadership, so many places in scripture, just foundational, the fact that humans are made in the image of God and have value in the sight of God is a 
helpful starting place. But even as you think of something that's taught, I mean, in classrooms still, it's one of the few things that is taught in classrooms, the golden rule. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Uh, and so just asking the question, how would I want to be treated if I was that coworker? How would I want to be treated if I was in their shoes and they were managing me rather than me managing them? How would I want to be treated, uh, you know, as the, the teenager that I'm trying to parent and lead? Um, how would I want to be treated in those situations? And it's an important distinction. What Jesus does not mean there is, you know, how I wanted to be, well, how I want to be treated is, well, I want everybody to cater everything towards me, you know, therefore I should just, you know, do whatever I can to make you the center of the universe. That's not what the heart of this is. It's given their circumstances, given the position you're in, the influence you have, how would you want to be treated? How, how would you want to be led in this situation? And so just thinking very simply with that question, that filter, the golden rule in yeah. mind is so helpful. Yeah, that's good. So we know wh what care is, right? right? When we're talking about care, we know um, why we should care for our people in these spheres of influence. Um, but walk us through some of um, the benefits, you know, that we've been able to see um, in leaders that yeah. have cared for us or cared for organizations we've been a part of or yeah, that's right. what are the benefits that you would see if that was a value for you? Yeah, I, I don't want to understate that. That's so important. First and foremost, um, Christians, believers in Jesus, we should be embodying this, uh, the golden rule, care, treating people as human beings who are holistic uh, uh, creatures made in the image of God, right? All those things. As Christians, we ought to be reflecting that out in how we live, and that's an important part of the way that we honor God. It's part of our worship to God, the way that we work. But the argument we're making is beyond that. It's also most helpful for your organization, because think about what it does in your team. Think about what it does in a classroom environment, in a school, uh, in a hospital. Uh, think about what it does when there is care extended between team members and people are treated as human beings. It creates loyalty. Um, it creates an environment where people um, they trust each other. Um, when you know that your team cares for you and when they know that you care for them, this incredible loyalty is forged. Uh, one of the books that we read as a staff team, whenever someone comes on board, our, our church staff team is this really helpful book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. And he talks about the foundation of dysfunction in any team organization. The foundation of dysfunction is an absence of trust is there's this fracturing. So no one feels like they can actually share what they're thinking. Everybody's afraid of what the boss might think, or they're afraid that they might be sold out if they share what they view as a problem that's that the company is heading into. There's this lack of trust. And so loyalty is so important. It's, it's that foundation of trust, believing that one we each have each other's best at, at heart. Yeah. Um, the second uh, benefit of it is just ownership. When there's care in an organization, the whole team feels like I can add value to what we are doing. I can be a contributor. I'm more than just a machine. My uh, The team members around me, my peers, the person I report to, she doesn't view me as a you know someone that is just getting a task done. 
she sees me as someone that to be developed. Uh, she sees me as someone to be mentored, poured into all of those factors. It builds ownership. And so when people are treated like machines and they're treated like a, you know, a number in this massive pool of people, uh, in a large organizational context, or even in a small one, they'll start to begin performing like they're a machine and acting mm -hmm. like they're a machine. And they'll put their head down and they will maybe do their job, but there'll be so many missed opportunities. Whereas if there's an environment of care, someone will want to bring their best. They'll have a sense of ownership. And then just finally, it brings unity. Um, I have friends who work in organizations where there's a whole lot of tea being served in the organization. Uh, that's my, my youthful speak of just side talk and gossip and yeah. talking about people behind their back. A lot of that takes place in environments where there's a lack of care, uh, where there's a lack of valuing people and pouring into people. And so much of that, it just stems, it stems from that core issue. And so when you lead with care, when you lead valuing people as people, complex human beings that we are, it creates unity. It, it helps to make that uh, gossip slow down, stop uh, in, in a way yeah. that's so important. It's so important for the health of our organizations. Yeah, I love what you said about ownership. I think that's such a key um, component of being in a work space that uh, you thrive in and you feel healthy and that there's authentic um, authentic relationships between um, coworkers and yeah. authentic relationships between somebody that is above you or kind of mentoring you and leading you is you can bring your whole self, yeah. you know, because it's just you're you're able to to know that you're cared for as a whole person yeah and so you just show up differently yeah you know to the work that you have in front of you that so. makes me think of an example i was at a school a local school here in south florida uh the principal of the school i know well he's a christian and i remember walking uh i was having a meeting with him and w right before we met um there was one of his uh, faculty members who came in and had a question for him about something school related and then he responded back to her and said, hey, what's the update on your daughter? How she's how's she doing? Mm, yeah. um, and uh, without knowing that, you know, I didn't know the details of what was going on. But uh, there was this brief moment where she shared what was going on. And he said, oh, I'm going to I'm going to keep praying for her. Let you know, keep us posted. Um, maybe we can catch up later. And it took about 45 seconds. Uh, it didn't get yeah. in the way of what they're doing. But what that does is that principle is caring for his team as holistic people yeah. and as being the hands and feet of Jesus there. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's creating ownership. Yeah. Of course, that individual wants to work for that kind of leader. Yeah. And not to mention that sets the tone for maybe a time where a leader is going to is going to need to lean on somebody else. Yeah. You know, so that kind of right. sets that tone that yeah. we're, we're humans, that's you right. know, we're not machines. So the leader also other. needs care. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Hey, so that kind of like brings us into the next kind of uh, portion of this is, um, let's get it like very practical, yeah. you know, who are people in your various spheres of leadership and influence um, who are these people that, I mean, obviously we show care day to day. We care right. for the person, yeah. but are there, um, I guess I want, I don't want to say red flags. That's negative, but are there like very specific things that, um, whether it's like transitions or, uh, phases of life that people are in that, you know, yeah. are there different, um, 
I guess, ways to care for them? Or what should you look out for in order to show, show care? Yeah, so there, there should be care, like you said, at all moments, all times. We should always be showing care. But there are specific opportunities where we can seize them, those opportunities to show care and set a tone of care. And so mm -hmm. the first one is when someone is new. So when a new person is added to your team, someone new is in, in your organization, uh, it's important that we see and treat onboarding that individual as so much more than just, here's our company policy and procedure, here's where you clock in, here's the break room, you know. It, it's so much more important for, for onboarding to yes, tell them the policy and procedure, show them where to clock in, give them the tour, all that good stuff. But it's important to also think in terms of them as a holistic relational human being that they are. So as an example, I know of one organization that uh, whenever someone new is added to the team, they assign someone who is either in their department or sometimes it's strategic to have someone outside their department that is going to be their lunch buddy. And they, they basically become kind of like a, a, a peer that helps start to build a relationship with them and make them feel acquainted with and be the one who's like the point guard introducing them to others in the organization. Oh, it's kind of like a grown-up buddy system. Yeah. But it's so important. You're a new person. You don't feel like, I don't know anybody. I'm isolated. It creates a, a culture of care, of valuing people. And so when we're onboarding, when someone's new, huge opportunity to show care. The second is when someone is walking through a season of pain. Uh, and so if someone is going through a traumatic experience, maybe a, a death in the family, uh, or um, they get really sad medical news, uh, they have a, a huge surgery procedure coming up, something happens with uh, you know, someone's child. When someone's walking through pain, uh, it's important for us to realize these are human beings, of course. It, they can't just shut everything off right. when they come to work. And so how can we care for them in appropriate ways in the context of your organization? How can we care? So maybe it's writing a simple note to the person on your team that's going through a tough time and leaving a note on their desk that's saying, hey, I just want you to know I'm here for you if you ever need someone to listen to. Uh, maybe it's setting up, if someone's going through loss, setting up a meal plan where you get together with your team members and say, hey, let's list out the next two weeks. Let's, let's deliver some meals to this family you know, and take care of them while they're experiencing their trauma in their life. Uh, maybe it's with being generous in terms of someone's time off when they're experiencing pain. If they have a death in the family, if they have a sickness that they're walking through. Uh, if, if you're in a place in your organization where you have the authority, the ability, if you're an entrepreneur, be generous. When someone's walking through pain, treat them as you would want to be treated if you were in that place of pain. So there's opportunities there to step up and lean in and bear one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. And what an opportunity to demonstrate that. Yeah. The final one I would say is milestones. Um, so whether it's uh, two simple ones are birthdays and work anniversaries. So um, a simple way to show care for people, this is something that there are some team members on our staff who are so awesome at this. Um, we have Regla and Natalie that yeah, take care of us. Yeah, shout out to the dream team. They are, they are so amazing, and they make us feel special when it's our birthday or our work anniversary, yes. as we call it. They and give us a lot of snacks, which is just another snacks. way to love people and care about them. That's right. And so it's just a simple reminder. You know, you show up, for us, you show up to your office, and it's your work anniversary. 
Uh, and you, you know, there's a big sign there that's printed out like from Microsoft Word. It's like it's so fun. It's so and uh, there's there's snacks and treats there, and it's just a reminder. Ah, yeah, someone someone sees me. You know, yeah. someone knows me. It's, those are just some simple ways where someone's new, someone's walking through pain, or someone is experiencing a milestone. Uh, those are opportunities to seize. Yeah, those are really good. And uh, so lastly, we're, we're about to wrap up here, but you, I did want you to share that bit. Um, we talked about some uh, Andy, something that Andy Stanley says yes. about your organizational chart. Being yeah, it's a leadership chart. podcast uh, that we're having, so I feel like we have to quote Andy Stanley. Oh, um, yeah, so one, one of one of his uh, podcasts, he, he talked about leadership and the role of care. And he shared this idea of uh, flipping your organizational chart. Uh, traditionally, when you think of an organizational chart, an org chart, you've got the senior leaders on top, you know, those men and women who are at the top and they're calling the shots, and then everybody is down below them. And what Andy Stanley shared was consider yourself, uh, if you're in a place, especially of senior leadership, flip that on its head. And if you are a senior leader, you see your role not as a top-down authoritarian uh, leading in that way, but instead view yourself, if you're a, especially if you're a Christian, um, as leading as a lead servant and serving and lifting up the people that you care for and viewing your organizational chart as essentially the care chart for how people in your organization get cared for. And so you might be thinking, you know, I'm a part of this massive company. I'm one of 10,000 people. Care just isn't possible where I work. Well, here's what I would say. It may be so that you can't influence the entire organization to care for and value its people. That may be possible. But as far as it depends on you within the context of your team, where your little part of the care chart may be, the organizational chart may be, you can be the change agent there in caring for that immediate that immediate family mm -hmm. and let that become something that others yeah. take notice of and that reverberates out. But if you are in a position of leadership, if you manage a department, if you have uh, that kind of influence in your company organization, uh, you have the opportunity to set the tone and culture among the managers that you lead, the, the people that you lead that our organizational chart also reflects not just how accountability and how uh, development and setting expectations and goals are carried out, but it's also the way in which care flows through our entire organization mm. so that no matter how big we get, we can never be so big that we can't care for people. Yes, that's good. And definitely celebrate work anniversaries and give people snacks. Snacks are just, the key to success. That's I wanted conclusion. to end this one with just saying snacks. Okay, so that that's all we got for today. Hey, we want to encourage you. This is a part of a larger series on emotional intelligence and leadership to go back and listen to a couple of those episodes. Um, and we hope that this encourages you and wherever that you are leading. We love you, City Rev fam, and we will see you soon. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.